Are you ready to head down the path to an abundant retirement? We're tackling the topics of the mind of the modern retiree. Here on Navigating an Abundant Retirement Radio. And now your host, Carol Dewey. Welcome back to Navigating an Abundant Retirement Radio. I am your host, Carol Dewey, and I hope everyone had a nice, long, and happy 4th of July holiday weekend this past week. In the United States, July is a special month. This past Monday marked the 246th anniversary of the signing of the Declaration of Independence, where America's founders affirmed that each individual is endowed with inalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Notice that happiness itself is not a right. The pursuit of it is. Unfortunately, most people go about this pursuit of happiness in a very haphazard way. In fact, most people just get more frustrated when they try these approaches because they find that working harder or making more money without a system for building wealth doesn't give them the happiness they're pursuing. And then when you throw in a looming recession, rising interest rates, and soaring inflation making everything more expensive, people get really nervous about their financial future and financial freedom quickly feels out of reach. The pursuit of happiness is replaced by just trying to survive. That's why this week we want to kick off our celebration of Economic Independence Month, July, and to help you beat this recession and fight high inflation with 15 ways you can create cash flow. At Perpetual Wealth Financial and Secure Horizons Agency, we believe everyone should build the life they love so that they can enjoy life to the fullest. We also believe that reaching economic independence is the quickest and most efficient way to get there and stay there. That's why we provide the framework, resources, and tools to build a strong financial foundation. That gives you the best chance to pursue happiness in your own life, on your own terms. After all, when you don't have to worry about having enough money or don't have to constantly deal with financial problems, it frees you up to focus on what you love, who you love, and to live life to the fullest, doing the things you want when you want. Now, in the current state of the economy, many people are feeling a little stressed out about the future and about how they can build wealth in a recession or how they can build liquidity without losing it all to inflation. This is where a strong financial foundation comes in. We love helping our clients save, invest, and protect their families and leave a legacy. But none of that is possible unless they first have cash flow. First you earn, then you save, then you invest. You can earn active income from working a job or in a business, or you can earn passive income from investments or a business that earns money for you. But there's no getting around it. You need cash flow. Typical financial planning focuses more on net worth, but it is cash flow that pays the bills, takes you on vacation, and allows you the lifestyle you deserve. While we are grateful there are programs that can assist those who are unemployed or in dire circumstances, the government cannot sustain us. We must find ways to create income, even if things change and the jobs or businesses we used to rely on are gone. Today, I'm going to share some ideas on ways to earn more income. Whether you need to create income working from home or you have money you can put to work for you, you'll find ways to make more money. This week, I'm going to start with ways to earn money without constantly trading time for dollars. And then next week, we will pick it up again and talk about income from scratch ideas that can be used to generate extra cash on the side or to find new full-time worker income. 
Recently, we got a listener question, which was, is there really such a thing as passive income? Yes. Yes, there is. True passive income isn't quite as rare as Santa Claus or the Easter Bunny. There can be a lot of gray area between earning active income, such as a job, and completely passive income. By definition, something that is passive would require little to no active work or time commitment. The IRS defines passive income as only coming from two sources, rental activity or trade or business activities in which you do not materially participate. However, many strategies thought of as passive income may indeed require some work either intermittently or in the beginning. For instance, authors or songwriters may earn passive income royalties based on work done in the past. So how do you make passive income a reality for you? With interest rates still low, you need a substantial amount of money to generate an income in traditional safe money vehicles. At current bank CD rates of about 2%, it takes $5 million to generate an annual interest-only income of only $100,000 a year. The good news? There are other options for passive or residual income, which are not tied to market interest rates. Even better news, some can be created with little or no money by utilizing time, talent, and a little know-how. And the best news is that you don't need to quit working or turn 65 to benefit from these strategies. We believe it's never too early to learn how to create cash flow. If you'd like to develop a passive income that makes work optional someday, you can start learning to create passive income now, with or without a large net worth. Aside from the typical low-return vehicles such as savings accounts, bank CDs, and bonds, Some examples of passive income, from the typical to the inventive, include things like stock or cash dividends from public companies. Now, a dividend is a sum of money or sometimes shares of stock paid regularly by a company to its shareholders out of its profits or reserves. Essentially a profit-sharing plan, dividends are typically distributed quarterly, but other arrangements such as monthly or annually are also common. Many companies have a long, long history of regular dividend payments to shareholders, though neither dividends nor the value of the stock are guaranteed. Matter of fact, in 2020, when the pandemic started, many companies either reduced or stopped paying dividends for a period of time. Another type of dividend less widely known are insurance policy dividends. Owners of participating whole life insurance companies may also receive dividends, which are paid annually on the policy anniversary. Early in the policy's existence, owners often forego receipt of these dividends, instead adding them to the policy's cash value in the form of paid-up additions. The size of the dividend typically increases with the age of the policy, along with the policy size and cash value. In the later years of a policy, policy holders may wish to receive these larger dividends as an annual income source. Policy dividends are not guaranteed, but they have proven to be historically reliable in the past, even during the pandemic. Annuities are contracts issued by insurance companies that deliver regular payments to the investor. We talked about annuities quite a bit last month during Annuity Awareness Month, so I won't go into great detail, but some people like to include them in an income portfolio since they can deliver a reliable income stream you can't outlive. 
although they are complex financial products with potential downsides as well. If you are upwards of 75 years of age, a single premium immediate annuity called a SPIA is worth considering. They can be a good way to create passive income, for example, with a windfall from the sale of a home or a business. A life insurance policy can also be converted into an annuity, which makes sense in your later years, especially if policy beneficiaries are financially independent or no longer living. The downside of an annuity is that it is an irreversible step, so consider it carefully. The older you are when you begin an annuity, the better your rate of return will be. So this is a move best made when you are ready to turn an asset into a safe and stable cash flow. And of course, there's rental real estate. When income from rental real estate exceeds the cost of ownership and maintenance, such as mortgages, loans, uh, taxes, and operating costs, the profits may provide a steady stream of cash flow. Investors who purchase wisely, of course, and pay their mortgages with the rental income can end up with considerable cash flow and then eventually a free and clear asset from a relatively modest initial investment for down payment and improvements. Real estate investments can also provide growth in equity over time, although we would caution you to make decisions based only on cash flow, not future potential appreciation. However, unless you are a silent investment partner, rental real estate can be anything but passive in many situations. Scouting for homes or apartments, purchasing and renovating them, then finding and managing tenants, maintenance, and bookkeeping can be a full-time job, depending on how many units you have. Some people are well-equipped to be landlords and others don't enjoy it or don't have the time for it. Remember, this should be within your investor DNA to optimize this idea. You can always hire a property manager, which will likely run you about 10% of the monthly rent, so make sure you have adequate cash flow in the deal to allow for a manager. Some people invest in real estate through REITs, Just keep in mind that REITs can be volatile and have a history of rising and falling with the stock market, which may make them a poor asset for reliable cash flow. Then, of course, we have bridge loans. Private lending strategies allow investors to earn competitive interest rates by lending money to others who repay it with interest. Bridge loans are a common private lending strategy that offers a way to invest in real estate without the toilets, tenants, or termites. We call them the three T's. Real estate bridge loans are short-term loans, generally three years or less, that provide temporary financing for properties while a property is being improved and or until the owner or lease to own buyer is able to acquire permanent financing. Bridge loans can offer healthy returns and the security of having a real property, commercial or residential, as collateral. Bridge loans can produce high single-digit and even low double-digit returns, but are not without risk. It is important to do your due diligence with any type of private lending. Bridge loans also require a minimum investment of $25,000. Also a form of private lending are mineral rights leases. They are secured debt product that pays a predetermined interest rate, usually in the high single digits to investors. Mineral rights leases are secured by first position liens against specific assets such as oil and gas wells, mineral rights interests, and the working capital of the oil and gas business contracting with investors. If you were thinking oil and gas were on their way out, this may surprise you. Most investors are unaware that oil and gas still comprise 70% of the U.S. energy consumption. 
Additionally, until the most recent administration, the U.S. had become the leading producer of oil and gas in the world, much of which was exported. Mineral rights leases are an excellent way to turn the oil and gas boom in Texas into passive income. The downside of mineral rights leases is that, like bridge loans, you need a lump sum to invest. Number seven on our list is peer lending. Peer-to-peer lending platforms such as Prosper and Lending Club help borrowers and lenders investors alike obtain more favorable rates by eliminating banks as the middleman. One advantage of peer lending is that it does not require large lump sums to start. You could start building a peer lending portfolio with just $500 or $1,000 and add to it as you're able. While not as lucrative for private lenders as it once was, peer lending is still delivering returns in the mid to upper single digits. You could also rent out a portion of your home or your vacation home when you're not using it through sites like Airbnb, Flipkey, or VRBO is a somewhat passive way to earn income. In some locations, you can hire managers who will market and handle house cleaning, making the income very passive. However, as with rental real estate, the less you manage yourself, the less you will make. Keep in mind, we've discussed in previous episodes the Augusta Rule, where you can rent out your home up to 14 days a year without having to claim it as income. I have a client that lives in a beautiful beach home, and we live in a community where we have two very popular bike week events each year. It takes a bit of work on her part to move out of her home for these two weeks a year, even clearing out her garage to make room for the motorcycles, but she earns an extra $8,000 a year tax-free for her efforts. Many people are earning thousands each year by renting out their car, SUV, or camper van, even just part-time. After all, vehicles are often underutilized assets costing tens of thousands of dollars, but perhaps only used a few hours each week. Turo and Getaround are the leaders in the field. Just make sure your vehicle is properly insured for such a venture. If you have a boat and live in a city where boating is popular, you can rent out your boat or choose to captain it yourself on Boat Setter. I have another client who actually purchased an extra vehicle for the purpose of doing just this with that vehicle. I mentioned royalties earlier. A royalty is a payment made to the owner of a copyrighted work or patent, generally representing a percentage of the publisher's or company's profits. Sales of books, songs, and other works result in a residual income stream to the owner of the work. Authors and musicians can also self-publish their work to keep greater profits. We've published most of our books in-house through Amazon's CreateSpace and Kindle. So if you like to write, perhaps you have a book in you. I have a client that wrote an entire book about a popular family recipe and the historical origins of that recipe, and it was a fabulous book. Obviously, royalties require plenty of work up front, but they can represent truly passive income after the initial work is completed. And then there's franchising, licensing, and fees. Franchise and licensing fees paid for the privilege of using a branded product or service are another form of royalty. I have a client who used to own auto dealerships, And when he sold them, he went for his passion and developed a software business serving the auto dealers, which generates licensing fees. 
You could license books and other educational content. Depending on the terms of their compensation agreements, brokers and sales representatives can receive a passive income from trail commissions or renewal fees even after they retire in some cases. Then there are business partnerships. General or limited partnerships are business arrangements in which some of the participants are investors only. Limited partners generally do not have management responsibilities and are not responsible for the debt obligations of the business. It is not unusual for your favorite local business owner with the restaurant or yoga studio to have a silent money partner. One partner manages and the other provides capital for either a share of the profits and or an agreed-upon rate of return. One common form of business partnerships that have been proven to be lucrative, we've already mentioned, is investing in oil and gas, something we have experience with ourselves. Then, of course, there's network marketing. Although it's not for everyone, network marketing is a popular way to add a stream of income if you don't mind putting in some work. Millions of networkers successfully generate a few hundred dollars a month to supplement their lifestyle. Many aspire to be heavy hitters who earn six figures or more in residual income. Though such success stories are more the exception than the rule, network marketing can be a wonderful way to learn about business with a low overhead and guidance from mentors, particularly if you use and enjoy the products. And who knows, you might love it and make it your career. My friend Betty did, and it complemented her investor DNA and passion for the health and wellness industry. In recent years, many people have turned to the internet to build extra income through strategies such as affiliate marketing, blogging, which is monetized through sponsors, ads, affiliate marketing or products, and then information marketing in the form of ebooks, membership sites, or training courses offered independently through sites such as Teachable. In the world of online businesses, there is typically upfront effort required and no guarantees of income, yet many success stories. I have several clients with varying degrees of success launching online businesses. Just make sure it is within your investor DNA and you're passionate about it. Those are the success stories that resonate the most among my clients. Now, the classic passive income business models are our last cash flow idea. Time-tested examples of passive income businesses in the real world include laundromats, ATM machines, and vending machines. After an initial outlay of cash and perhaps the hiring of a key employee, owners can profit from these businesses with a minimum investment of time. When my friend Kathy retired, she invested in some vending machines. At first, she made sure they were all stocked and ready to dispense since it gave her something to do with her time. But eventually, as she grew her locations, she hired someone else and just collected the revenue. Often the first step to future passive income is repositioning your money. As my friend Garrett Gunderson points out well in his book, Killing Sacred Cows, most 401ks and other qualified plans ironically discourage or prevent investors from using retirement funds to build a cash flow business. While you can, for instance, purchase real estate inside of a self-directed IRA, the structure, taxation, regulations, and restrictions of doing so aren't so attractive. As a rule, establishing these streams of income is not as easy as making a deposit into a savings account, but the potential returns from many passive income sources are far greater than those offered by more common interest-bearing financial instruments, particularly given current interest rates. 
With cash flow as the ultimate goal, it is wise to develop alternative passive income strategies before or perhaps even instead of retirement. The ultimate win-win is finding something you love to do that can generate at least semi-passive income. While most people are focused on saving for retirement, consider what you can start doing now that will generate cash flow for years to come. This is the fastest way to economic independence and the clearest path to financial freedom. That's all I've got planned for you this week. Until next time, remember that navigating your abundant retirement starts today. I'd like to encourage you to continue our journey of enlightenment and education by subscribing to our podcast and downloading the show. See you next week. You should consult a financial advisor familiar with the specific circumstances of your unique financial situation before making any financial decisions. Nothing in this broadcast constitutes as a solicitation for the sale or purchase of any securities. Any mentioned rates of returns are historical or hypothetical in nature and are not a guarantee of future returns. Carol Dewey is an investment advisor representative of Perpetual Wealth Financial, a Florida-registered investment advisor firm.